Hi, it's Carl. Um, thanks for those of you who've been listening to Return of Dragons. Um, as you start episode, well, it's not episode seven, it's episode one. Um, if you've noticed, we're switching gears here. We're moving from Return of Dragons to the Ragged Coast, a different adventure. This one is still set within the realms of the Seven Sisters. You'll notice that there are five new players um, and five new characters that are running through this one. Um, these folks are actually a little bit lower level. And so, you know, early on in at the adventuring career, we have Theraval, who's a Aladrin um, avian elf, a rogue. Claren, um, who is a fighter druid, Fence, who is an elf monk, Crenshaw Jones, who is a saucer, but really a boy investigator, and Mick, a bard, who happens to be a fairly large bronze dragonborn. But that's the group that you get to see. And you'll notice this is happening in the realms of the Seven Sisters. Um, the group has started in Nordhus, but has actually, we will be joining them a little bit south of Mirport in a city called Woodwall. Um, and the other little thing that I wanted to say is I wanted to say a quick nod to Adventure a Week. Um, You'll notice here that we're drawing on materials from their module, the Cave Beast Hard, which is a terrific module. Um, if you listen to the episode, yeah, there'll be bits and pieces um, from it, but it probably won't be a spoiler because I do a lot of little customizations here. So if you get a chance, um, check out the Cave Beast Hard as a module from An Adventure a Week. And definitely have fun listening to this. We'll do probably about half a dozen or so episodes of The Ragged Coast. And then we'll swing back and do episodes of Return of Dragons. So if you're really, really interested in Immortalia and that band, um, we do definitely get back to them. But for the moment, we're doing a few in Ragged Coast. And we'll probably do you know six or so of each of these and then alter adventures but enjoy listening to the new campaign um, and i hope you enjoy the new characters as well as the new players who we are bringing on for this set of things all right so i'm excited because yes let's let's start all right yeah so that is the move to to get us started so we are playing a adventure in the realms and why don't we um have andy start us off with the the recap from from last time and then maybe we could each go around and just say who we are the character we're playing and then we'll um get into the middle of the adventure um where in fact one character was life was hanging by a thread and others were sleeping away so terrified i think i'm gonna die <laughs> and now, i shouldn't say that <laughs> maybe i won't die and now the recap from last time theraval crenshaw and mick travel with umber Ashucks, the surveyor towards the bridge where Tampani Meadowlark was going to open her wayside marketplace. Claren and Fence follow along, 
but keep out of Umber's sight. Claren as a hawk, fence hiding in the woods. Thereval Crenshaw, Mick, and Umber stop the wagon and have a lovely picnic lunch of chicken and red wine that Umber has brought along. At the bridge market site, Theraval and Mick examine the site while Umber does her surveying work. Crenshaw investigates a patch of purple cloth and heads into the woods, finding mysterious reptile tracks. Fence has also investigated the woods and discovered tracks that he is certain belong to goblins. Is Fence wrong? Is Crenshaw wrong? Are there two different bands of creatures wandering the forests? Soaring overhead, Claren spots some mysterious bones in the rapids where he moves to inspect the tracks and sees something in the wetlands in the west to west of Legwater Lake. She flies over to investigate and swoops downward. Near the top of a tree, she is attacked and webbed by two Legwater spiders. Fence and Crenshaw have heard the attack, but have to run from far afield to Clarence's aid. Meanwhile, Theraval and Mick become sleepy. Fitz does not. Before Theraval falls asleep, he and Fitz empty half of Umber's pack and discover an empty bottle of sleeping draft. Umber leaves with some of Theraval's and Mick's equipment and Crenshaw's wagon and his horse, Indy. Meanwhile, the battle with the legwater spiders is not going well. Claren has been webbed and dragged into the beast's muddy lair. Fence is battling valiantly one-on-one -on -one with one of the beasts and leading it further away as Crenshaw arrives on the scene. All right, so that brings us to the moment where we are right now. Really quick in the world of podcast introductions, I'm Carl and I'm DMing and we'll go around the screen, um, Janae and then Kevin. All right, uh, I'm Janae, I'm playing as Claren Stilcloven, a human druid fighter cocooned right now in a web and hopefully not dying. <laughs> Down to one hit point. <laughs> Hi, my name's Kevin. I'm uh, playing an Eladrin Arcane Trickster Rogue. Um, I My character fell asleep and uh, is looking forward to getting revenge on the number as soon as I wake up. <laughs> Let me throw it over to uh, you, Nate. Hi, I'm Nate, and I am playing uh, a dragonborn bard named Mick, and um, Mick is a folk hero character and is also looking forward to waking up and then getting revenge. Excellent. My name is Andy, and I am playing Fence, who is a wood elf monk, third level. And uh, Fence prides himself on uh, being very fast and on uh, his quickness with both the karate chop and the spear. Excellent. And DJ, you are last of the players. I'm DJ, and I'm playing Crenshaw Jones, a third level aberrant mind sorcerer, professional investigator. Fantastic. And along for the ride, at least at the moment, is Fitz, who is um, 
Theraval's familiar and Ice Method, who has been promised that Theraval is returning him to the sea of moving ice. And unbeknownst to Fitz, they've actually been traveling in the opposite direction of the sea of moving ice. But with those lovely character introductions, uh, we'll go into initiative order. We'll just keep the same one from last time. And I think we'll actually start, um, Claren and Fence, you both had 19s from last time. So why don't we start with Fence because it's a little bit more lively where you are um, with uh, leg water spider down and on roll 20, we're actually slightly, I mean, you're still represented on the very edge of the map, but you were actually a little bit further away if I recall, because you had been running into the forest. That's right. And uh, as it is my turn to attack, uh, I first, uh, and remind me, am I close enough to this leg water spider to uh, stab it from where I am? Um, I think there was a good distance. It looks like you're about 45 feet away at the moment and he is pursuing you through, you know, not heavy forest, but, you know, a tree every 10 or 15 feet. I'm comfortable with trees and forests as a wood elf. Uh, I run right up to the spider and stab it with my spear. All right, well, give me a two hit roll. One moment. I rolled a 15 plus uh, six is a 21. That's a hit. Ooh. And. Avenge me. <laughs> here I come. Uh, I rolled uh, a six and my spear, one moment, uh, does a D8 plus four. So that is 10 more hit points. And with that, the um, the spear goes spear goes right in to um, the little head of the spider, like right between its mandibles, and it sort of sinks to the ground dead. Its eight legs going out to to the sides of it. Yes. Um, that brings us to um, Clarence. So you are webbed and if you're looking on roll 20 you're the bright green lines are actually a burrow that descends from that sort of opening by the trees where you were webbed and you've now been pulled a good well 10 or 15 feet in I suppose you're looking at it from like a little slit in the um in the webbing that's wrapped around you got it so I still have consciousness at this point with one hit point yes but I'm completely wrapped up, like arms, legs, there's no movement. Uh, yes, and I believe there was a, a nap one when you were trying to cut the webbing. So we had said your hands were like wrapped in a particularly unnatural position. I think, um, if I recall, there was some druid craft or thorns that you were trying to use to cut your way out that actually entangled you further. So yeah, you're you're pretty tangled up at the moment. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask a question. For how long 
have I been tangled up at this point? Um, well, rounds are like only six seconds. So okay, probably, so not very long. Yeah, um, like under 30 seconds all told. Um, and you've just been drugged into the burrow. Got it. Because I was hoping I could wild shape again. Um, and I'm wondering my case for this is if I could wild shape again because I have been prone for a long enough stretch to regain the ability to wild shape at another juncture. Um, but I'll, I'll leave it to the DM to determine whether this is a maneuver that is kosher. Right. Did you, you had wild shape, you wild shape into hawk form um, on the way out here. And that's, that's the only use of wild shape that you've done this day. I was the spider as well inside of Umber's cottage, but I can't remember if that was the same day or if we'd rested before going yeah, out. Yeah, you had been, you were a duck the day before at the <laughs> spring by the lake. Then you took a long rest and slept overnight at Ged's um, um, guest, the inn. And then the next day you woke up and turned into a spider when you were spying on Umber. No, that was the previous night, wasn't it? That's what I was trying to recall. Um, if we had journeyed out the same day that we had gone to Umber's yeah, place. Yeah, you, you know what? You did. You met him in the morning and then everyone went back to, to get the horses. And that's why you were meeting and leaving at like 10 or 11, you had met him first thing. So you've used two wild shapes already today, which okay. is all you have at second level Druid at this point. Okay. All right. Um, figured it wouldn't hurt to ask in this desperate moment in time. Um, I would like to try to brute force squeeze open with my, even though my hands are tied up, try to push out with my elbows with my last gasping bit of strength here. All right, give me a, um, give me a strength check, but I'll put it at disadvantage. So two twenties and take the lowest. Okay. Uh, Claren is pretty strong. <laughs> Those are bad rolls. Um, that was, a seven. Uh, yeah, the webbing is not gonna give, like pushing with the elbows is just not, not helping. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think, did that count as my action? Can I try Yeah, that's okay. your, that really is your action. Um, okay. So this beastie is dragging you further into the cave with a short move. And then its other move, it sort of rotates around and is actually increasing the webbing like up to the ceiling and down to the floor. So you're now cocooned, but stretched, you know, things reaching up to the ceiling and down. And then you're in this tight cocoon that's suspended from sort of from the ceiling, but also attached to, to the floor. Um, Great. And that brings us to, to Crenshaw. And um, 
I just want to clarify something that I put into the chat and that I um, uh, communicated with uh, Crenshaw that I'd killed one spider and uh, the general direction of uh, Claren to the northeast of where I was. I moved 60 feet closer. So I'm now just 240 feet away. Okay. And that is 240 feet from the map or from Claren or the cave entrance. Yeah, 200 Yeah, so 240 feet from the edge of the map. I thought you were had been dashing and were closer to that. I was yeah. dashing and had gotten down to 300. I've been I've been tracking out of the initiative feed. Okay. So, fence is a lot faster than me. Yeah, and that that does that does help. Um, okay, well, in that case, you are moving closer. Um, I wonder before we finish Crenshaw's turn if Crenshaw has anything to say in response to the news that I've just offered. Like we do have the advantage of communication and therefore perhaps mm -hmm. coordination. Um, I'm wondering if, uh, for instance, Fence wants me to wait. Uh, before I um, run into the spider's lair, it'd probably be a good idea. Um, how far are we from the edge? When I finally get there, it will be, I'm trying to, to measure things. You could also estimate. Yeah, if you're 240 away, um, how many, how fast do you move per round? Math. Um, 60. 60, so four more rounds and you'll be, you'll be on the map and then it's another, well, you all have not yet seen the entrance. So you're four or five, six rounds away from getting to Claren at this point. Yeah. Fences around away or so. So that's, the map size is 22 squares from the entrance to the cave from the edge of the map. Um, what is that? It's 110 feet. So yeah, no, um, Crenshaw communicates back to fence that uh, saving Claren is the priority. Okay. Getting her out. Whatever is happening. All right. So, Fence, it's back to you then. All right. Uh, I, um, I did see, 
I arrived um, when there were uh, two spiders and one was in finishing combat with uh, Claren. Uh, so I did see uh, where the two of them were when I lured the second spider to chase after me and dispatched it. So um, I move uh, quickly over to uh, where I lost, last saw Claren and the um, other spider, but I'm also uh, being aware of my uh, surroundings because I know and understand that this is a dangerous area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, why don't we have you, you can either be exactly where you are on the map at the moment after that one round of movement, or you could choose anywhere from where you are, like further to the left on the, the bottom part of the map. Um, I guess I'm wondering uh, the best place to cross the water. I probably just want to cross the water um, once. And so I want to start moving like to the Northeast. Um, uh, but I don't know um, how far, I mean, this is just one round later, so I don't know um, uh, how far off the map I've been and how, how quickly I can get over to the brightly green lined area where I last saw Claren. Yeah, so you um, wander um, back on here, the, the small stream that flows sort of from west to east, so Lake um, Legwater Lake is over in this direction, um, is in front of you. This little thing here is about a five foot cliff that goes downward towards the stream. And when you were over in this area of the map, the water yeah. did not look terribly deep, two, three feet, like you could have forded it easily here. Um, looking at this area of the map where more water has cooled, it might be a bit deeper, more like five or six feet deep in this area, like this is more of a pond. And then here, as it narrows down, the water starts to run faster before it pours into Lake Water Lake, which is off of this particular map. Right. So it sounds like from what you're saying, if I don't want to get in over my head, so to speak, then um, I should circle around to the left and move in a clockwise area towards the green lined um, section. Yeah, and that seems like it's, yeah, you could certainly try that. Okay. Um, good, so uh, then that is what I do. Um, and I seem to have lost my character on the map. One second. Oh, he is oh there he is. Right down. Um, yeah. So um, I want to start then uh, moving up this direction so that I can uh, cross this um, stream to the north where it's not as deep. Okay. Yeah, and let me, um, so you go ahead and when you cross the stream in this area, you're wading across, it's only two or three feet deep, not terribly hard. Um, crossing the stream. Um, so you do so, 
And why don't we move you like over this direction? I'm gonna go grab Crenshaw's token because by the time you get closer to the entrance to the cave, I'm gonna have Crenshaw appear somewhere on the Southern part of, of the map. Um, Claren, All right. the one thing that I would tell you is you become aware of like the deathly stillness of the area around you. Like you're wrapped up, you're absolutely immobile, but that chitter chattering of the spider has sometime in, you know, the last 15, 30 seconds or so has gone deathly quiet. That is very ominous. Or good, maybe it means the spider's <laughs> moving away <laughs> and not as interested in me, maybe distracted. Yeah, by so uh, some disturbance in the force, as it were. Yeah, and um, DJ, would you give me, I don't know, do you have like an eight or a six-sided dice easily available? I'm just rolling on um, roll 20. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so why don't you roll an eight-sided dice and tell me what you get, and basically I'm going... Okay. One or two is somewhere on the west side. Four, five, six <coughs> will be the south. Seven and or eight will be the southern part on the east side. And we'll just see where where Crenshaw, who's running through the woods, enters. Seven. Seven. Okay. Well, that's easy. We will go right there. So Crenshaw has entered the picture and Andy, um, Feel free to move fence anywhere along this southern edge of the, or northern edge of the um, sort of pond area there. Right. Can I, um, can I see Crenshaw? You know where I am because we've been talking. Yeah, and right. actually right where you are now on the map, there's a, a clear view across um, to where Crenshaw is. I mean, he's up on the cliff but yeah you can see him when he comes in right like comes crashing through through the trees um in his um he's an investigator but a city investigator not a woods investigator and that is abundantly clear to fence the wood elf at the moment right so um i say to crenshaw uh i am to uh i'm i'm northwest of you and I recommend that you move west now and then ford this creek right where I did so that we can go in and rescue Claren together. Was that, was that clear enough? We're rescuing Claren from where? Um, a spider. Uh, and I, I don't know where, I was just about to investigate, but I thought that um, you might wanna be a part of that. You, I don't want you to wait for me. Okay. If you can find, I'll keep an eye on you from the ridge up here. Great. And if you can make that spider show its face, that would be great. All right. Let's see if we can get it out wherever it's taken Claren, because I don't see or hear any sign of her. All right, sounds good. In that case, um, I forward this. Um, well, uh, first I'm gonna see if I see 
uh, the spider to the east or northeast of me. Okay, give me a, give me a perception check. One moment. That is uh, a six plus six is 12. Okay, yeah, nothing. I mean, you know these bad boys were around, but at the moment you've got the little stream or pond area that's sort of in front of you between you and the borough entrance and nothing in the woods either to the east or the north of you. Okay, thank you. Then I, um, I cross over and I believe that this is the borough entrance right here to my east. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Um, I stand at the front of the uh, borough entrance and uh, I wonder if I see um, evidence of uh, a creature being dragged recently. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm not even gonna ask you to make a perception check. There are distinct grooves in the slightly muddy ground of something having been drugged into, into the borough entrance right there. However, right. I, there are now bits of web that are coming at you. So, um, th and that is actually a uh, 17. Um, actually, it may even be higher than that. Um, that is a 23. <gasps> um, so I assume that fence, um, Crenshaw, you're, do you want to move to where you were going to be to watch him make this move? I have a, a question about my uh, deflect missiles attack. Oh, that's a very good question. Um, yeah, ask away. Um, so I can use my reaction to deflect or catch a missile when I'm hit by a range a weapon attack. Uh, and when I do so, I can reduce the attack by D10 plus seven. Um, now, I understand this is a web instead of say an arrow, but I'm, I'm wondering uh, how this comes into play. Yeah, so you would roll a D10 and add seven to it to see how much of their two hit you would reduce or how um, much the damage? Uh, that would be, um, it's damage. Ah, okay. This is weird because it's not actually doing any damage. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, you know what? Do me a favor. Roll that D10 and add the seven um, because you are certainly reacting like you catch this movement and this missile, really this ball expanding out into a web of sticky spider web that's like coming at you and you react and then I need the 10 to 17 to give me a little bit of guidance of what the monk does with the web. Right, I, um, I rolled a five, five plus seven is 12. Okay, um, you are not quick, like you react and you react like the way that you would be like using your forearm to, you know, redirect the missile away, except it's not a missile, it's webbing. Um, 
So your forearm is like tangled in it and the rest of it then hits you. Um, but your left hand has like remained free and your left leg. So you're sort of pinned on the right hand half of fence, um, like to the burrow entrance and that, but your left hand side is still free at this moment. And let's go ahead and I'm trying to decide if we should roll initiative again. Now let's just stay in this order and let's go ahead and have Crenshaw react at this point and then we'll we'll just stay in the current initiative order even though things have shifted a little bit. Does doing that cause the spider to become visible? Um, yes, so if you're looking over in roll 20, you now have a bead on where he is and he's only damn 10 feet away from fence, although he's sort of up in the top of a tree. Awesome. That's perfect. I, as soon as I can see it, my action is to cast a spell on it. Okay. So if I can do that, then first thing I'm going to do is try to hit it. So um, Crenshaw balls up his hands and this sort of mass of, I want to say blackness, but it's actually a color that's deeper than black. It's like that, that perfect black color appears in his hands and he throws it and it just easily sails the distance between the two. Does a 15 hit? I believe that is what you need. Uh, yes. Awesome. So this then black I, dark orb hits the spider and what happens both in terms of narrative and also mechanics. So when it hits or just before it hits, it turns from black to the color blue of ice. And when it hits, it does nine points of cold damage. Okay, yeah, spiders do not like the cold. And neat, that doesn't do anything, but that's neat. So yeah. Um, hey, cool is cool. No pun intended, because it's, anyway. It takes, yeah. <laughs> All right, nine that damage of that much cold damage. Nine cold can, damage. Can he throw um, a cantrip with his bonus action, or is he uh, done for this round? I wonder. Let's see. Um, yeah, typically could. casting two spells 
Only you, so you could do it if you have a cantrip that only requires a bonus action. Okay. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. I don't. I don't have any cantrips that only require a bonus action. I don't. Great. I thought I would just check. Thank yep. you. Mm -hmm. All right. So Claren and Fence, um, you guys both had the same. The nineteen on the initiative. Um, Claren, it had gone deathly quiet. Like clearly spider had left where it was around you you now hear the commotion with fence getting webbed and fence leaving a curse out as you know he tries to block the missile which turns into a web so you're aware that something is going on maybe not like at the mouth of the burrow exactly but you you do hear some of this commotion so claren and fence you can choose who goes first uh, Fence, do you want to go first since you're kind of in the in the action here, and I can go after you? Um, absolutely. I wonder if my uh, if my spear um, was webbed, um, and if I don't have access to it, um, what should we determine? Yeah, your spear is in your left hand because you were carrying it. You were standing, peering in. This thing came at you and you sort of tried to block the incoming missile with your right. So, you know, Great. Yeah, you have a, a spear in your left hand. Um, can I uh, reach the spider from where I am? Um, sure, so a spear does have a reach. You would be right. striking it with just one hand. And I'm thinking fence is not left-handed unless I'm mistaken or you want to make an argument <laughs> suggesting that he is so i think i would impose disadvantage on you for striking with the, the spear left-handed all right like the man in black where he trains in swordsmanship with both hands uh, i'd love to surprise certainly i can um karate chop with both hands i mean i think those are transferable skills to sword wielding think about it all right one roll is a 15 the other one is a seven. Uh, uh, seven plus six is 13. No, not, a, not enough to hit with that left hand. You are not yet um, Wesley the pirate. Are, um, are you sure you're not ambidextrous? This could be a really good time to decide that you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I might have to work on that during my downtime rather than just proposing it at this opportune moment. <laughs> It does seem like a feat or a feature that uh, should be should be acquired um, with experience as opposed to just in the moment. Although sometimes one does discover things, you know. I'm just saying it could have been revealed for dramatic effect. Right. Really, it's, a, it's a move for a sword fight. It, yeah, it certainly worked for um, Rob Reiner, but I don't know if it's going to work for uh, this director. So <laughs> just um, keep it busy. Yeah. So and uh, and this spider is too far away for a, um, a karate chop or a kick. Yes. Yeah. So he's okay. he's ten foot up in the tree and five feet away horizontally. So like stabbing with the spear was like rushing around and stabbing as far as you could up towards him. That's probably another reason why I missed. All right, uh, Claren, it's your go. All right, so I'm aware that the spider's left. Am I currently like suspended from the ceiling in my webbing or am I on the ground still? No, you are 
like if the pencil is Claren, then there's webbing to the ground and webbing to the ceiling. Got it. So I'm I am suspended in the air. Um, all right. Um, I would like to. I'm still going to try to escape at this point, though I'm quite relieved to know that fence is close by and fighting the good fight. Um, I'm wondering. I'm just thinking. I'm trying to think creatively about what I could do here. Um, given that I'm horizontal in the air, <laughs> I would like to try and contort my body in such a way to break the webbing connections. So at least I can kind of get on the ground. My only concern is if, if I fall to the ground, will I take damage? Um, you're probably a good. Well, you're not quite sure whether you're three feet in the air, six feet, or ten feet in the air. All right, it probably um, wise then. Can I do a perception check to figure out how far up I am in the air, so I can um, do my next move smartly? Sure, you can do a perception check, and then if you would like to do an athletics check because you want to try to get out, sure. Um, so let's do the perception check first. All right, that is a thirteen plus. Three is up to 16? Uh, 16. Um, yes, yeah. so you're fairly certain. And I'm going to roll uh, 12-sided, and we'll see how high the spider left you. Oh, he was really nice. Eight feet. Oh, that's high enough to hurt myself. Um, in that perception check, did I see if there are any ledges or places I might be able to uh, gradually make my way down on? Um, yeah, well, not even so much a ledge, but off to your, I suppose it's by your feet. Um, if you're looking at the token on the screen, it's where the little death skull and bones is on your token. That little edge <laughs> is of the, um, is sort of a wallish area. Um, and so, you know, I mean, it's rough hued and that like sort of slopes down a little bit more. Otherwise you're just dangling eight feet in the air. All right, um, well. But I guess what I'm saying is conceivably if you tried to fall in that direction, um, you could have more like a two or a three foot fall and then roll down the rest of the way. Um, but otherwise you're just gonna fall straight. Free fall. All right, I would like to try to roll myself over to that ledge and in the process break the webbing. Okay, give me give me an athletics check. All right, let's give that a try. Come on, Claren. Yeah, and I have the athlete feet. I don't think that impacts this, but <laughs> Kevin's checking for me. <laughs> Kevin doesn't think I advocate for my character enough, um, which is very sweet. Um, all right. It takes a team to power Claren. Oh, yeah, it does increase my strength score by one. I guess I should have done that earlier. <laughs> oh, I fell down. Sorry, I'm still going old school with my I'm dice. not only ambidextrous, I can use both feet. All right, that is a 12. A 12, and that's with, uh, with the modifiers? It sure is. Um, yeah, you are luckily or unluckily unable to like, you're spinning yourself around trying to orient, but you are not popping out of the webbing. You are still held in at this point. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I forgot to add my proficiency bonus. 
Um, I don't know if that helps any. It adds two more. Oh, um, so that's, that's a 14? That's a 14. Does that make a difference? Um, yeah, so the webbing is going to break. Now this may be good or bad. Um, <laughs> give me an eight-sided dice roll and add two to it. And I'm going to tell you where in the nine squares around you, you land. Um, higher roll is better. All right. Putting fate in the hands of this little dice. Higher is better? Yeah. It's a seven. Seven. Did you add two? No, that's nine with two. Okay. Yeah. So your Claren lands with that nine lands like right on the, the ledge area. So you drop a whole two feet as you break out of the webbing and then you roll back down to where you were, but it's that sort of sloped type of fall. So now you are, you're still cocooned, but you have movement in an arm and a leg. Your face is sort of out of the webbing a little bit more. Um, and Claren is a human, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's dark down here. You can see a little bit of light filtering in from the entrance to the burrow where fence is, and you have partial movement, um, and may be able to rip your way out of the webbing thoroughly next, next round. Whew. All right. Well, up, thank you. I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> right. But this brings us to the spider and, um, Nate and Kevin, I, I am aware we're, we're going to shift scenes here, maybe after this round to the, the other characters um, who I know you're sleeping, but, you know, we ought to at least move towards some sort of action for, for Mick and Theraval here. Um, oh, let me do the spider attack first, though. This bad boy, though, having trapped fence fairly well is jumping down and going to give you a little nuzzle with his mandibles. Ooh, that is also a 23. So. Ouch, that hits. That will hit. Um, so damage wise, that is 10 points of damage from the bite. And I need a DC 11 constitution saving throw. All right, one moment. Let me um, remove the 10 points of damage. And a constitution saving throw. Yeah. That is um, a 10 plus two is a 12. 12, okay. Um, so you are going to take half damage from this and will not be, well, um, oh, that's still gonna be seven more points of damage. Ouch. These spiders are um, very bad. They are. Well, they're particularly bad when they get one character isolated by themselves. At least it's um, closer to my fists of fury now. <laughs> so I That'll think show this, this brings us to Crenshaw. 
All right, Crenshaw is, from where I'm sitting, how does the spider look versus how does Mick look? No, fence, sorry. How does, uh, I mean, Mick looks great. He's Mick, Mick is relaxed, sleeping, yeah. snoozing away under the tree back there. He has like these dreams of like a horse galloping away. He's like, oh, it sounds like India's prancing away. How nothing, happy he must be. Nothing but, cuter um, than a sleeping lizard. <laughs> um, fence, however, looks you haven't seen the monk terrified but he's pretty terrified after having just been bitten with this you know 10 foot long leg span spider like towering over him having jumped down from a tree um you know he's pretty courageous but he's trapped at the mouth of this thing's burrow and this guy has partially webbed him and bit the hell out of him Okay. That's good to know. Is it? <laughs> Not sure that Andy feels the same way there. It helps with my choices, is what it does, um, and determines how much I'm going to burn. So I am. Um, well, the first thing I'm going to do, Crenshaw's going to do, is reach into the pocket of his trench coat and squish something in his spell component bag, which he doesn't do very often, but might be useful. And um, he is going to place a, a hex on this spider. And then he is going to once again um throw that chaos bolt um but well nope okay yeah he's gonna once again throw that chaos bolt let's see if that works okay that's a 23 that's a hit okay excellent so let's see first that's an eight. That's a one, four, and two. So that's, um, it's 15 points of damage. But this time, as the, the perfect black reaches the spider, it turns into the color of like a, a really, so it lightens to like a cumulonimbus cloud, like a black blue, and then it explodes and does thunder damage. Ooh. All right, spider does not like that one bit. All these moves have been so metal. Aaron will be able to hear that thunder. <laughs> Um, yes, that is that is true. You do hear thunder, Claren. Yeah, and oh, uh, two points of that was necrotic. Okay. In case that matters. So, mixture of thunder and necrotic. It's not good. Yeah, not, not good at all for the spider. Um, should we leave the battle here and go back to Mick and, um, and Theraval? 
I'm wondering if spiders ever retreat when confronted with such loud and painful noises, such as a, a thundercloud of harm. Well, we yeah, it, we may see when we return from That's the just what I'm wondering. The, yes, the the sleeping version of the party as opposed to the hanging by a spider's thread version of the party. Um, so meanwhile, to to shift maps here, um, I don't think we had a detailed version of the map of the um, of Tempani's. Um, roadside stand site. I think we were using the, the regional map and I should probably move the players back there as well. But we were right here where we have the icon of fits for the, the whole party with, um, with Nick and Theraval. And um, you know, it's probably no longer even sort of afternoon. Um, having snoozed for a little while, it is definitely evening. Like the sun, if it hasn't set, it is well into the process of doing that. And the two of you are now back to being um, alert again. Like you're both sort of... Oh, stretching and yawning, Theraval, um, you were left in the middle of sort of the field area. Maybe Fitz rolled you over to the edge. Um, <laughs> Nate, you had been building and sort of had gone and sat down. You were under the shade. Um, Theraval, you actually probably have a little bit of a sunburn from laying out in the middle of the field all afternoon. Um, and you all are awake. So what are your questions? Oh, I had the best dream. <laughs> and then like, I'm gonna do like a double take, like, wait, shit, where's my stuff? <laughs> yeah, what, what's missing? One of our stuff is gone. Yeah, what's going on? Um, oh yeah, and I should have asked you to send me your, your updated character sheet so we, I could have picked things that, that oh, um, are gone. Yeah, I can send that over. Okay. Uh, so, so, uh, Mick, are you okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. But I, I tested uh, the food he gave us for uh, poison, but he's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Can we, can we ask like Fritz what what like what happened? Well, the we remember you asked me here and Fitz gives you the the pack it's actually um umber's bag um he said you told me to get this and look in it and look i found this and he's holding this little bottle that says sleeping drug he's like but i kept the whole bag when he ran away sir and he shakes the bag out and like some surveyor stuff um actually about 24 pieces of gold like jingle down. There's a bunch of stuff from um, Umber's backpack that um, that fit stole that is here. Um, but clearly the sleeping drought is the, the smoking gun for you all. Um, however, 
in Umber's leaving, he did take a number of your things. So did you all, let's see. I'm gonna say it, but I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> you said that before, I think, you know, your wild animal ventures in the past. Well, to be fair, if we have 24 gold from Umber too, that's more than what I had before. So <laughs> a net profit? <laughs> Yeah, um, Nate, if you could send me um, Nick's sheet as well. How, how do I do that? I've got it up here on Roll, or I'm sorry, D&D Beyond, but. Oh yeah, if you can, if you can download it. Um, okay. Otherwise I could also just let you share your screen in oh. Zoom and I can real quick. Um, let's, yeah, let's, is that okay? Let's do that because I, I may run into some. Awesome. Let me go first over what okay. Theraval sure. was. Um, so Theraval, um, your your rapier actually here we're gonna do this so two of your three uh two of your four weapons are gonna be gone and i will tell you which two of those so the regular dagger and your rapier are gone you still have your longbow and your snake dagger Okay. And I can I think I can send you something here. Other items. Um your your backpack is gone, your ten stoppered bottles of colored liquids are gone. Um your grappling hook is gone, your alchemist fire, and your manacles. And everything else is still here. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> that could have been a lot worse. <laughs> awesome. And Nate, you wanted me to do share screen? or? Uh, let's see. There is a share button here, and I will share it. Uh, copy got it thank you dr andy for that uh message oh oh no i don't think you copied the whole url okay let me try that again um oh click to copy copy all right There we go, that's better. Awesome. Modern technology. Oh, I had forgotten Mick had a, a longer name. That's really cool. Yeah, that's his, his full-on dragon name. Oh, <laughs> Mechala Shanantar. <laughs> that's a lot of syllables, so it must be important. It oh my god, so we're getting in trouble with these are full names. D, D Beyond is telling me it rolled a one on its authentication check. Okay. Try again after a short rest. Oh, yeah. interesting. So you know what? I'm gonna go. Oh, um, I, I got I got another way to get it to you. I think no, I can. No, no, you, you know what? Just I um I trust you. We're sharing screen. So you uh, you are empowered. Just share okay. your screen on All Zoom right. and let me Here. take a look. All right. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And this is the fun of the DM getting to loot characters. Oh, sure. Randomly with dice. Yes. Uh, okay, can you see my stuff? Which is... I can. I'm going... You need to make Zoom bigger. All I right. I need to get rid of the silly link. Hang on. There you go. That's a little easier to see. Yeah. Go. I want... Um, okay, cool. This is all stuff. Um, Backpack. Better of it. Oh, yeah. That that bastard took your brewer supplies. Oh. Um, and let's see. Crossbow, dagger, and longsword. Are those your only three weapons? They are. All right. Um, that's guy is going to get two of them. So he got, oh, the longsword. And oh, he can't take the longsword twice. And the um, the crossbow. He left okay. it with only a dagger. I have a dagger. Oh. Ruer okay. supplies, crossbow, and longsword are gone. The Skies Kid is still there, though. If we're going to get this bastard. We're uh, going to kill this son of a bitch. Yeah, I agree. Agree. Like, I agree. Slowly, slowly. Take that Above dagger. Is, is that our, is the that dagger? That's right. right now. Should we go after this guy right now and leave? <laughs> leave Crenshaw and Fence, or do you think? I, we'll well, wait the last I recall were were our teammates just around us. I think so yeah. Like, so so we we should be calling out for Crenshaw and yeah. and. Uh, or, I mean, we should be calling out for Claren and uh, Fence, right? As the two hidden people in our party, or had they already run off when we zed out? So Crenshaw, you knew, had wandered like into the woods a little ways, and Fence and Claren were both hidden. Claren in hawk form, and Fence just as a wood elf in the woods. But it's clear to you that a number of hours have passed since you last saw them. And who the hell knows where Crenshaw has gone at this point in time? Like, right. why didn't he come rescue you or something? Um, those are all perhaps good ballot questions. Okay. Uh, Theraval, I think what's happened is this guy has poisoned us and left us to whatever the thing is out here killing people. Gonna, if if they were going to take all our stuff, um, they would have killed us. Fitz is like, which the is, cave what I is the cave beast going to come and get us? Man, Theraval, he's like rolling your shoulder. The cave beast is going to get us. Shit, shit, shit. Well, if he stole, if the cave beast likes rich people and he stole our stuff, is he the rich one now? Maybe the cave beast will go after him. But he left this gold. Fitz is like looking at the 24 gold pieces and he gives it all to you really fast. He's like, here you go. Uh, refuse gold. I want to say like Blood Oath will get this guy and like give you right. like the snake dagger. And since 20, like 24 of these pieces doesn't make us rich, Fitz. There's a long way between us and the people that have been killed by the by the animals. The, 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 what is it? The swamp beast? Uh, cave beast. The cave beast. Yeah, those yeah, cave beasts. We are, we are, we are small potatoes to any cave beast and we're tougher than all those people. So we'll be fine, Fitz. 
but I back to what Theraval said, which is we should should we look for our party or should we go get this guy? I'm chaotic good. I want to uh, find this dude and do some nasty things to him. <laughs> are, are you emphasizing the the chaos part of yourself over the? I think good. He's he's well. No, we got to enforce this, the rules. And and uh, today the rules are don't steal from Mick. <laughs> uh, I'm chaotic neutral to evil, I guess. So I don't mind. When <laughs> I mean, do we? So all right, we need to find our directions, and we need to figure out the way back to town. Do we leave a note or something for Crenshaw? <laughs> we we got to do right. We've got to do something like that. I'm trying to figure out if there's a a spell kind of way to do it. Um, I have paper. I, that would be the old fashioned way. Yeah, let's let's go with that. If I were there, I would have said that dividing and conquering has not um, has yeah. only led to us being conquered thus far. That's that's I I agree with that, but I'm playing this character and I I. Also, my character does not know where you guys are. So well, I, might grant you some inspiration as a result. Well, I, that was the next thing would be I'd, I'd roll for perception and see, because like, we need to figure out which way's back to town and which way did our folks go. Okay, well, and you know you know the way back to town is, if you're looking on the map, is, is across the bridge right here. And you were you recall this? I mean, you've been on that journey actually twice. Once on the way from Mirport to mm -hmm. to Woodwall, where you went down this way, and then this way, and then once when you came back with um, Umber in the wagon. So okay. it's not unknown to you how to get back to to Woodwall. The problem now is that you all are dressed in fairly nice, wealthy robes. In fact from Saban's Tower, the bejeweled fancy robes, and you are now out in the zone where the cave beast goes after folks that have very, very clear bits of wealth. And it's, you know, it was sunset before, but now, Theraval, I don't know what you're hammering. The, are you like hammering the note up to a tree with something? leaving it under a log? How are you leaving this note that says, gone back to town to, well, whatever it says? You know, I, I have my arrows still and a forgery kit. So I was gonna write a little note that's not forged, um, stab an arrow <laughs> into a tree nearby that says like, I don't know, gone to take care of an errand. Umber stole our stuff, sleeping draft. Long story, we're going back to Woodwall to get, get Umber to kill her. Excellent. We're gonna try to kill Umber. Well, we're gonna find Umber. Uh, do, <laughs> we're gonna get our stuff. Do you think we should wait? <laughs> we, that, that sounds like a good note that is going into we, yes. into a tree. We still and, need to do a perception check to figure out if we can have if we can find any evidence as to where the rest of our gang is. Because clearly we've got better chances of killing this guy if we have the whole gang. Okay. Yeah. So give, give me a perception check. Okay. Oh, sorry. 18. That's an 18, yeah. Um, yeah, so you know, oh, um, even from before, oh. that, that Crenshaw went into the forest this direction. 
So you know where Crenshaw went. You have no idea what's happened to Claren. And from where you are at the um, at um, Tempany's um, store market site here, um, you have no idea where Fence was either. But you do know where Crenshaw went, which was up into the woods this direction. Okay. Uh, what do we have in the way of any way to get a hold of them? I'm thinking of stuff like my dancing lights spell, um, which would, I won't tell, fits this, no doubt call any cave beasts in the area right to us. Um, can I do the dancing lights and try to get it to where it, it raises in some way? I'm sure you could send dancing lights um, through the forest to the north. So it would be, you know, it's like willow of the wisp little lights that are going through the forest. Um, you could tell me what the range of it is and I'll let you know like how far it goes and if you see your comrades that way. All right. Should, um, should we call for them, Nick? Well, yeah, let's, let's, let's start calling and let's uh, maybe even sing a, a jaunty song. Yeah. Which is sort of what my guy does anyway. I mean, I'll, I'll use minor illusion and like. Oh, oh, oh! I, I, I made a horrible mistake, uh -oh. and um, Nick, you recognize the horrible mistake at this moment because you go to pick up your loot. Huh? Yeah. Uh oh! That what's bastard stole your loot? He took my loot. Well, oh, he took your oh. loot. Oh, yes, he, he did. He the loot. There is no Oh no. Okay. All right. So you can also with spell casting without your loot. I, mm -hmm. I'm not sure this is this is canon in the game, but it feels to me like Mick is really a loot player. So I'm gonna say disadvantage on spells right. or advantage on okay. saving throws until you recover okay. a loot or another stringed instrument. Uh, that's, all right, fair fair enough. Um <sighs> All right, so I'm not going to cast Dancing Lights at this point, um, but I do want to send out a big old dragon howl of some kind. I to, have uh, a bell if you want to use that, Mick. Can you play a bell? A bell, bang, bang, bang. And yeah, sure. We're gonna we're gonna do that, and we're gonna call out. Uh, who, who's the uh, uh, Crenshaw was the last person we saw, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to ring out and I'm going to shout for Crenshaw Jones. Can, can okay. I cast Minor Illusion to amplify the shouting too? For Crenshaw. All right. So I am, I am, um, Aaron? going to switch scenes back to the other, the other group at this point in time. Um, I do want to leave you with this note of ding-a-ling-a-ding-a-ling-a-ding-a-ding-a-ling, um, cave beast. Cave bees are Crenshaw. So um, we'll see what you're calling here. Um, Mick, you want to look like a pauper, and I can look like the rich guy. <laughs> 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 uh, we've got we've got some alternatives here, um, but yeah, we'll we'll see where it leads us once. Okay. We get back from yeah. This, adventure I, the spiders. Yeah. All right. So. Meanwhile, from, from the sleeping version of the party or the now awoken version of the party, back to the spiders. And we do still have our initiative order here. Um, so Fence, Claren, you're, you are up. 
Uh, Fens, do you want to go first again and kind of stick sure. with our order from last time? So um, I am uh, half webbed, but I have two limbs and I've just been bitten by a spider. Uh, and so I'm going to uh, strike back. Um, I can have an attack and then um, a bonus attack with my hands or feet. And then uh, if I use a key point, I can have a third attack. And I think that this would be a good time um, unless, let me ask a, a question about uh, Fence the Monk. Um, one of his actions is, um, that I can spend a key point and take the, uh, the disengage action. And seeing that I'm only half webbed, I wonder um, if I can tell if I were to uh, apply the step of the wind function by spending a key point, would that um, allow me to uh, disengage with this web and move a, a good distance away from this spider? Yeah, well, so disengage is, when you're next to, so unwebbed if you're next to a character and you move away from combat, um, if you don't use, if you don't disengage, they get an opportunity attack on you. Um, so it's really not, the problem is that you're still held by the web. So okay. disengaging wouldn't do any good. Like you disengage, you use step of the wind, but you really couldn't move. So the spider would still, I mean, he couldn't do an opportunity attack on you, but he would still get to attack. Right, because the, the wind has been webbed. And so we will not step of the wind. Um, what I will do then is uh, I will um, attack this spider with one of my fists of fury. Okay. And I got a 12 plus six is an 18. That's a hit. Great. And then um, my fists do one moment while my computer, well, I think I remember, oh, um, 1d4 plus four. So I did six points of damage. Okay. Yeah, then, he looks stunned with that in addition to the thunder and the necrotic damage. Um, Spidey is not looking all that great. That's good. I've got yet another um, attack um, with my second attack as an unarmed strike. And for this, I rolled a 15 plus a six is a 21. That's a hit. And this time I rolled a four. Four plus four is eight more hit points of damage. Um. He is looking none too good. So do you want to um, describe this? Because I'm thinking sort of martial arts movie here with like half of you webbed in, but you're kicking and punching him. Right. So I, um, just, just so you I know. I try to punch it once in the face. Yeah. Yeah. If, as you're describing the damage, he is now at the same exact level that Claren is. Right which is one, one so you don't get to describe killing him, but bring him to death's door. All right, 
Um, so uh, I punch him once right between the eyes and then follow that up uh, with an elbow to the top of the head. And I think I'm going, um, I have uh, two key points left if I remember correctly. So I'm going to spend one and attack uh, a third time. This will be the flurry of blows. I rolled a 14 plus a six is a 20. That's a hit. Yeah. I smack it right out of the tree that it dangles from and down into the ground as it rolls uh, incapacitated into the water with a mild splash, dead. <laughs> and the body floats down and out into leg water like um Claren, your move. <laughs> that was such a dramatic death. Um it's like I want to say like this little spider will go down the water spout this time and not come up again. That's, All right. <laughs> That's my sassy um action hero tagline. Um meanwhile, I think I'm just gonna try to get out of the webbing. Um has any of it unraveled in my rolling down the cliff edge? Yeah, in fact, um, you had made the um, a DC 14 strength check, which pretty much let you get out um, last time or begin to get out. You still have to use your you know action this round to remove the webbing, um, but you find yourself in this sort of poorly lit burrow. Um, looking around, you notice it's really hard to see. I mean, your human eyesight is not great and there's only a little light coming in here, but it looks like there might be a pile of bones like right, you know, there like 10 feet or so more in front of you in the cave um, and some other things there, but it's really, really hard to see um, without, a little, without a lot of light. I think I've learned better than to chase after bones by myself. Um, that's sort of how I got us into this mess. So I really think I'm going to focus my energies on leaving, um, knowing that fence is right outside and I've heard the splish splash of the spider hitting the water. So I'm pretty confident I'm safe to exit and rejoin my party um, proverbial tail between the legs. Um, so it seems like I need to roll. So I'll roll a strength check to get myself out of the remaining webbing so I can have my limbs free. Okay. Does she need a strength check or did she already power her way out last time and now she just needs to complete the process? Yeah, that's that's what I had said before. I'm oh, so no strength is necessary. Yeah, okay. so you can, you can clear. All right. and in fact, I would say just in terms of sort of out of combat action at this point in time. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just move um, DJ, if you're willing, Crenshaw across this way, clearing up here and put the three of you back together at the, at the entrance of the borough. Ah, I'm a, may I do one more thing? Sure. Um, this seems now as good a time as any to um, imbibe a healing potion that I have on me. Um, so I am going to consume the last healing potion I have on my person. Excellent. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I'm actually going to move Crenshaw back up to the ridge. Okay. 
um, because Crenshaw is communicating with Fence and Crenshaw, one of the things he says is first, uh, can you get yourself out of the webbing or do you need me to set it on fire? Uh, don't set it on fire. I'm still somewhat in it. I will just- um, I, I will set you on fire if you need me to. Thanks, that's really helpful. With my 18 dexterity, I will carefully pick my way out of this web. I've, I've got a little time now. I won't set him on fire this time. Um, Thanks for helping me kill that last one. I, I'm here if you need me. I'm gonna stay right here in case there's anything else and keep an eye out. Um, will you get Claren, if she's in that cave and still alive out of there? Yeah. Um, uh, oh, Claren, you in there? Come on out. I, I don't know if Claren took the potion um, still in the cave or outside next to me. Oh, well, let's, yeah, let's do the 2d4 plus two to see how much the, the potion heals. Shall I roll that? Yes. Okay. Four, a one, plus two. So seven. Uh, plus seven. All right, so you're, you're up to eight. And the, the potion is gone, but in, in better shape than you were before. And now standing, Claren is standing next to Fence. She comes out, she's like drinking this healing potion, has, looks like she was also bit pretty badly by the spider that bit you. There's bits of webbing and dirt and mud all over her. And she has climbed out of the burrow and is holding uh, empty um, healing potion um, bottle, which she slides back into her pouch. And... It is over to you all. I think, um, so uh, I tell Claren and Crenshaw that um, now that the danger seems to have passed, I, with my uh, infravision, my dark vision, I'm gonna go um, into the spider's lair and see if there's anything of value that some of its uh, previous victims might have left behind. Excellent. I, yeah. um, oh, go ahead, Carl. Sorry. No, go. You, you go. I was gonna say I, I informed Fence of the bones that I saw, um, noting that chasing after bones on our own maybe didn't end so well for me. Um, so maybe suggesting that we're gonna go in there and. I agree with you that maybe the major damage has passed, but we don't really know what else is in that cave. Um, I guess I'm wondering if you want companions to come with you as backup. Um, I, I'm guessing that Claren doesn't have, um, with her limited human vision, doesn't have a very clear sense of the size of the cave. That's or, correct. Okay. Um, I know it's quite deep given my, the height that I had to fall from to get out. Right. I don't, um, I don't know a lot about spider lairs, but I would think it would not be like a series of, of deep caverns, but just you know the place where they uh, burrowed and lived and consumed their victims. Probably a fair assumption. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd, um, I'd still like to go in and, and look around. As I do so, I use my excellent elfin hearing 
to uh, sense if I think that there's anything else in this uh, cave. Awesome. I'll ask Claren, did you, um, uh, did you hear any sounds after the spider left inside the cave? No, it was completely silent. That's encouraging. Yeah, so move yourself, um, you know, 15 feet or so in. Um, give me a perception check, but even as you're going in the first 15 or 20 feet into this muddy cave, it's, you know, four, five feet ceilings, five feet wide, like the spider would go in and pull its legs in as it was, you know, climbing in this way. Um, it's all muddy with the swamp and stuff around it, so you're definitely um, spelunking through, through muddy um, territory here. As you get into the cave, maybe even say five feet further from where you are, you see lots of webbing and everything. But two things, oh, tell me what you got on your perception roll and then I'll continue here. I will. I rolled a 17 plus six is a 23. Excellent, yeah. So two things definitely catch your attention. Um, the set of bones that seem very small, like perhaps even childlike, up here near, near the wall of the cave, um, they're there. Um, and there's like a fair amount of webbing around them. And in fact, you sort of see like glints of light um, from perhaps within the bones or like from where the skull is, like it almost looks for a second like the eye sockets glow as they catch a little bit of light. There's another glow over where there's like a femur next to it, like another bright spot of light. Um, and then the amount of webbing around the thing is almost sort of nest-like. Like it's like this small childlike skeleton is stuck on the edge of what would be, you know, if it was a chicken, like a nest that a chicken would be in. But this one is made not out of straw, but out of um, spider webbing. The second thing that you notice is a voice that's whispering to you. And the voice is saying, and it, it really has sort of a fey quality to it almost. Um, kill them. Kill them all. Kill them. I beg of you. End their line. Um, do I, uh, is the voice speaking to me? Um, it, uh, yes, you, I mean, you hear it, it's like it's whispering to you, but it's weirdly, um, from all around you, um, like in front of you, both the cave to your right, and then the nest bone area in front of you, you know, it's, it's almost like it's an ambient sound. Right. Do I think that the little glints of light, do I think that those are gems or eggs? Um, your suspicion is that with the 23 is that the glints of light are gems. All right. Um, would I be able to grab some of those uh, gems before uh, exiting? Um, yes, yeah. so where those are from you, like where you are, if you were five feet further, those are a good 
20 feet further into the cave. So you could move 20 feet forward and you would get a better view of the small skeleton, the nest and the gems. All right, great, I do so. Okay, so go ahead and move yourself 20 feet further into the cave. Um, and as you're going forward, the voice is like, you're right there next to them. Please, I've been trapped so long. Take all the gems, just smash them. And as you're getting close to the gems and you would ask about eggs, um, you know what spider eggs look like. I mean, there's yes. balls of web. Among these seven gems, there are seven um, balls, uh, well, seven spider eggs. All right. Um, I, uh, doing my duty for um, all the creatures that have been killed and might be saved, uh, I take the, um, the dull end of my spear and I start, uh, and I smash the seven spider eggs. Um, okay, and as you smash the first, after you smash the first three, um, the voice is like, bless you. Um, this ending is so needed. Tellian's mistake will finally be undone. There are two others like me, the other apprentices, and then you smash another two eggs. They each are trapped as well. And Hellion's horrible mistake, um, I assume you're continuing to smash the remaining two yes. eggs? That's right. And as you smash the last one, the voice is, thank you. And it, the voice like goes, it's like this moment of, absolute stillness and silence. Um, the seven gems, I mean, you're no jeweler, um, but these are large gems. Like you would put them at around 400 gold pieces. So yeah, this is Excellent. a substantial haul from these guys. Is Fence talking Crenshaw through what he's doing while he's in the cave? Let's say that I do. Because Crenshaw's curious. <laughs> you mean voices, vo mysterious voices. Crenshaw doesn't have enough of those already in his head. He needs a few more. I mean, this time it's not in Crenshaw's head. It's in someone else's. Right. Well, and to, be fair, and to be fair, it's not in Fence's head. It is clearly an ambient noise everywhere in the cave. Crenshaw, you probably only hear it through... Um, through fences, telepathic link or messaging. But um, Claren, you could hear it. I mean, like a little tiny whisper, but this voice was not only in Crenshaw, uh, in, in Fences' head. Got it. Can I make out what they were saying or was it um, indiscernible to me? No, you would have. So everything that I said was not hidden from Fence, um, but just really soft whisper for what you were able to pick up. Okay. There are two other apprentices. Right. Well, we'll have to ask Umber who Tellian is when we get back to the, the campsite. 
I'm sure that everything is fine back there and nothing has gone wrong. <laughs> right. Let's head back. All right, let's head back. I like that idea. Tell the guys uh, what we found. I'm, I'm down to, to 10 hit points. And so at some point I'd like to think about um, uh, when, when we're going to get a rest and you know, when we're gonna check in on uh, our needs for healing because Claren and I uh, have both, um, we're both recovering from spider attacks. Yeah, we are not- Get back to your bard. Excellent. Well, so um, speaking of your bard, um, we're now back on the, the larger map of the, the region of Woodwall here. Um, I did a little bit of nifty polygon reveal for the area that you were just in, which was this area right here, and I'll, I'll label it on the map for you later, um, is where the lake water spiders were, this little area off to the west of, of the lake. For um, Crenshaw, um, Fence, and um, Claren, as you're making your way back through the woods, wondering what's happening to the party, you hear sort of an ungodly um, clanging of a bell. And um, Mick is not singing, but sort of shouting and making this tremendous racket. Um, dusk is setting at this point and you walk back into the clearing for Tempani's shop and there is no cart, there is no horse, there is no umber, but there are your colleagues and the ice method. What happened to you guys? Hungry? <laughs> you don't look so good. <laughs> where's my horse? I don't know. Where's my ram? <laughs> where's our wagon? <laughs> yeah, Umber took it. We, were, we might not be Umber looking. Umber took it. We were us. Left us for dad. We were poisoned. Fritz did nothing. I found the evidence. Look right here. And he flies up to um, Crenshaw and he holds this little bottle that says sleeping drop. And he says, look, I found the evidence. I found the proof of why these two fell asleep. They didn't mean to umber poison them. <laughs> and he puts the bottle in your hand and then he sits down very pleased with himself. Minor illusion, the sound of dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, as, as much as I, so basically Mick and I want to kill this guy, but I also don't want to travel all the way back by foot. <laughs> <laughs> well we have to travel back by foot but before we kill him i'd really like to turn his brain inside out because i want to know if he killed timpani oh 
and I can't reach into his brain and get the information I want if he's dead yet. That sounds good to me. Getcha. I getcha. <laughs> um, so should we start trying to walk or should we try to bed down for the night for the inevitable confrontation with the cave beast? If we wait too long, all of our things will be sold. Spoken like a true boy investigator. Yes, you're right. Let's hustle. I would. I, I would also echo, and maybe Claren and Fence would would bring this up. But um, Claren and Fence aren't looking all too good. Um, whether you're camping out for the night or hoofing it back, well, not hoofing it, putting it back to um, to Woodwall, you may want to restore them to a, a little bit. I mean, if I take a short rest, I do recover wild shape after a short rest. So if I, I could kind of hang back if the party wants to move along. And then once I'm recovered, I can get my wild shape back and, and fly back to town. I, I can also do a song of rest during a short rest that would add 1d6 to everybody. Yeah. Well, you, only have, you only have two folks who are badly, I mean, it would help them both, but I also don't know if you have a cure wounds or anything else as a bard that you could apply more directly. Oh, I have a cure wounds. I could, cure, I could do a little bit. Yeah, I have cure wounds as one of my spells. Oh, well, as, as a druid, you might want to use one of those, those spells. Yeah. Or maybe all three of them. It might be worth taking a short rest and yeah. letting him have the hour and then we'll get rested up and that will let uh, Claren be a faster creature and do some scouting or maybe even be a horse and get one of us closer to him. I was thinking about that too. I, one of you could ride on my back if anyone's okay with bareback because i don't come with a saddle <laughs> so let's are, are we so we should at least short rest short yeah rest. so a short rest is good do we want do you want to do any cure spells though first because you have three first level spell slots yeah i could certainly do i mean once i turn into an animal I'll have the animal's hit point, but I think it would be sense to do cure wounds on fence. Um, right. Well, basically what I'm saying is you have three. So if you're doing a, I mean, you're not going to recover your spell slots until you do a long rest. But right. As, as a second level druid, first level fighter, you have three first level spell slots. So I think that's three cure wounds you could use. Do druids have um, cure wounds at first level? Yes. Yeah, I also so, have healing word. I don't, but I think cure wounds is probably more powerful. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Cure wounds does um, 2d4. Um, healing word does less than 1d4. Yeah, yeah 1d4, but two like everyone. But if you're doing that and then also tapping into mix um, song of rest, yeah. But you could do like one cure wounds on. 
McLaren and one on fence. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Okay, so do you want to roll those two things? Sure. So sorry, it's 2D4, right? Um, yeah, it's, you could either do 2D. I, for me, the rules are officially 2D4. Um, I'm okay if you do 2D4 or 1D8. Entirely All right. your choice. I'll do 2D4 for funsies. Stick okay. with the culture rules. All right, so I'll do my own heal first. So that's a four. That's a four, so I heal eight. That's Ooh, cool. Nice. Uh, plus okay. your wisdom. Oh, plus my wisdom. Thank you, Kevin. So 16 that's- and what's your wiz? My wisdom is 17, so I have plus three. So um, that's eight plus three, so that's 11, I heal. So then you're up to 19. Pretty darn good. Out of 22. And then for fence. All right, let's do fences. Hopefully I roll just as well for him. Um, that's a two and a one, not as well for fence, sorry fence. Okay, so three plus three, so six. So he's up to 16. Plus his and wisdom modifier. I don't know what his wisdom is. Oh, it's your- Oh, it's mine, your, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 three, you're, yeah, you're casting the spell, so. You got it, that's okay. right, okay. Awesome. And so then you have that one other one left, but then you want to do a song of rest then, Nate? Yes, yeah, based on my roll or their roll for the 1d6. That's yours. So you just do a 1d6 and anyone who's in the radiance of the radi radius, um, not a glow, of the, of the song heals 1d6. Four. Four. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Clarence will be up to full and fence will be up to, to 20. And Clarence, you now have your two wild shakes back and yeah. fence has key points recovered. So you all are in much better shape. Um, it is, so while you've been taking this short rest, um, the sun has set completely, like it was dusk before. You are now at the um, the campsite area, and there are certainly like the the evening noises, like the e animals are coming out. And you're a good, you know, few hours away from Woodwall at this point in time, so you are out, you know, out in the wilderness at this point. Um, yeah, Andy. Um, yes. So uh, thanks, I heard all of that. And um, thank you, Claren, for the healing. Um, the one thank thing I was gonna <laughs> say, for sure. Um, so I am, uh, I can do my hand of healing. Uh, if we're about to do a short rest, then I'll get my um, three key points back. So I can use one of my, uh, my last key point to do uh, a hand of healing on myself. And I just rolled a D4 and I got a four and it's D4 plus four. So um, eight more uh, hit points for me. And so nice. I forget how much you all had healed me while I was yeah, upstairs. So you're, that, that, you were, yeah, you were up to 20. Um, Andy Fence was at 20. So with eight more, you're up to your max of 27. Great. Um, that's terrific. Thanks everyone. That worked out beautifully. Yeah, so we are, it's, it's evening time here. I'm hearing, and we're coming close to where we're going to stop. Um, I guess my question, just in terms of prepping for next time, is that the parties 
intent is to head back south along the road towards Woodwall. Um, if it's like eight o'clock at night now, three or four hours will put you there a little, you know, a little before, a little after midnight. Um, and you're planning on heading, are you going in through the gate? Are you gonna try to sneak into the town? And also we'll have to figure out if you run into any critters on the way there, but. Well, we, we also, I mean, I, I wonder if, if we're like assassins now or like, you know, grand interrogators and then assassins. I, I'm just curious to know how well that will be received by the town guard. And if we, um, you know, have a plan. Well, we, I believe, gave some generous amounts of money to the guard. Is that right? And certainly bent his ear for a while. Um, you had a very good conversation with Bondi um, and his crow. I don't recall you giving him money, but okay. I do recall generous donations to the uh, um, war orphans of the disaster at Lakeport. So there's goodwill among the refugees for you all. And, you know, you guys had a great conversation with Bondi, but who the hell knows what Umber has told the the gate guard on his way back. Yeah, I, was I also gave a generous donation to uh, the temple, as you all recall, and I used some of my healing powers to heal the sick and wounded who were there. Yes. And so you all I, tipped liberally at the pub as well. I was gonna ask, given the head start that Umber has, do we think he's gotten back to town by the time we finish healing? You last saw Umber at about three or so in the afternoon, and it is now eight or so. So he's back in town. That's where he went directly, yeah. I mean, I think if we're planning to do uh, unsavory things to Umber, Probably not going, probably avoiding the main gates is a wise decision, especially if we're thinking of a midnight attack, which is that our plan to try to catch him unawares in the middle of the night? Yeah, if we go into that small town as ourselves, um, uh, we'll be recognized and that news will travel quickly, I would guess, uh, right to Umber himself. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, that we need a plan and I recommend a plan that does not divide us. And I don't necessarily want to kill Umber. I'm not gonna stop anybody else, but what I want is to find out if he knows who killed Timpani Meadowlark. We should all, I agree with that. We should also determine, um, so we're, uh, we're feeling angry and vengeful but we should also consider which of the items we own are most precious to us and, and which ones can be replaced. For instance, with my 400 gold pieces worth of gems that I just collected. So, so the main one, like I, I, I'm pissed. He took personal items, it, I, I'm taking it personally. Um, but like if I were Mick, like I lost my magic instrument and have disadvantage on spells. 
plus one big longsword. Yeah, long that plus one longsword is probably that might be the most valuable thing we own. Yeah, mix mix on him. I mean, as, as a monk, yeah, as a monk, I you know I care less about these things, but of course I I didn't lose any of my stuff. So two longsword is easy to find. That's what I guess. In a small town, that is just gonna glow. We are gonna detect magic, and that is just gonna show up. And there's no hiding that. So what what I would propose is we we go back to town. Um, maybe we we sneak in. But what I might also propose is we burn down a bridge outside, or even lay fire to some of the the walls to cause some chaos and sneak in. Or draw I'm, people I'm, out. I'm, I'm less enamored with that idea. Yeah, I, I, I want to hear what chaos, others have to say. That's going to hurt regular people. Well, and okay, so three, three things. Yeah, three, three quick things as, as DM here. Um, so Andy, while I appreciate that you're reducing the wealth um, to a total of 400 gold pieces, um, yeah. there were seven gems each worth oh. 400 gold pieces. So okay. I, I, I know Thurival might have come back and said, look, I found one gem worth 400 gold pieces and kept the other six. Um, it is a hall of... Um, more like I know, two thousand. I know math guy, like, yeah. but seven times four is twenty-eight. So yeah, that's that's like that's like three thousand gold pieces. Yeah. Papa's gonna get himself a, um, a plus one bow now, or get this one enchanted. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying that we um, we should be strategic in uh, what we seek to recover that uh, I think we want to get that sword back, but any of the rest of our stuff, I think, can be purchased with uh, the cost of one of these gems that I just recovered. Okay. Are you two, okay my, with my, 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 my He two stole other, from us. Do what, my my two, other, two other bits of information. Um, yeah. Remember that the walls of Woodwall were like growing together trees and actually like living walls. And in your time in Ged's guest, um, there was a lot of talk about how safe the refugees were inside the walls, like over and over again. Plus, fence is a wood elf, like these were living fey magic enchanted walls. So while you certainly don't feel like burning them, you also are not really worried about Therafal's suggestion that his burning them would actually do much to them. And then the third bit of info um, here, and we'll probably stop, but I, I have a little bit of a sense, although I could use a little more of what you're gonna do next time. Remember Umber's office was right, if you're looking on roll 20, do you see where I'm clicking? It's way further south on the map, but that's the building that was Umber's office right next to the general goods store, Ged's Goods, which was right there. So that's, that was where you went. The temple was over here and Ged's guest was over here. So. Um, wouldn't the easiest thing be for Theraval and Mick 
to simply have been eaten by the beast? Hmm. We don't all have to sneak back in. Okay. We were nowhere around. And as far as he, as far as Umber knows, I'm the only one. I mean, I I can disguise self, so I'm not worried about it. I can even appear. If we all go back into town at different times as different people. Interesting. As far as Umber knows, I would imagine if he expects anything, it would be for me to come looking for my stuff and to thank him for rescuing it mm-hmm. from the beast. Hmm. I, I, so yeah, I... We don't have to go in with you know, fire wands of fireball blazing. We can be much more subtle. I mean, I know D&D players and subtle. I'm missing the part where we kill him. Where where do we kill him? After after the stealth part and after they get the information. So there's there's a stealth part, there's an interrogation part, and there's a very, um, maybe, there's a lot less nice detect thoughts that's going to happen. Um, oh, Umber is going to regret leaving Theraval with his disguise kit, I can tell. <laughs> and then Theraval, if you want to get him just before we leave, I won't stop you. But I want information first and vengeance second. <laughs> because it's all about the case. You gotta right. solve, we gotta solve the case. I agree with that. I also, um, uh, I'll, I'll just remind us like how much, how much trouble we had with just two spiders. Uh, by which I mean that um, if we take on um, the, the town guard of, uh, of Woodwall, um, you know, that would not end well for us. I think we had a lot of trouble with two spiders because we were there one at a time and we did not have the mighty Mick there to mess with the crossbow bolt. To release the, what is it, cold? Is it electric or cold, Mick? Oh, it's electricity, yeah. His, yeah. To release his breath of electricity. Yeah, you do mean in this case the mighty Mechalo Shantar. I do mean the mighty Mechalo Shantar. I couldn't remember the whole but name. I, All right. But, but I don't think so. We will we can... will resume next time with a journey through the eight to midnight, well not dusk, but um darkness, heading back to Woodwall, and then travelers with Mick and Theraval disguised or whatever, um, separate or as slightly different groups making their way into into town with a plan to have a conversation with Umber. Um, And that's where we'll start and we'll see what happens with, um, there's also a cave beast and wandering monsters. So there may be something before you get to Woodwall, but I also have a sense of your strategy getting there excellent right i have one question before we uh, depart 
Um, am, am I remembering correctly, Carl, that at some point, either in our last session or maybe even the one before, we were somewhat approaching uh, becoming fourth level as characters. And I'm wondering with uh, all of the um, excitement, adventures, uh, puzzles solved and spiders killed and gems discovered, uh, does that push us over the edge? Because I, I bet that some of us um, would benefit from an ability score increase as we uh, take on these new challenges. I'm just wondering. Oh, heading in. Um, yes, yeah, well, there was the time spent exploring Mirport, which was traveling to Mirport, exploring Mirport, coming down, reconnaissance here. Um, certainly the way things ended last time, um, instead of going up to fourth level, you might have been going back to second level. Um, but I would say with everything you've done, um, actually all together, yeah, a leveling up for milestone would be appropriate. So level up um, when we meet again next time in, in two weeks, and we will start with rolling hit points, but go ahead and put all of your other abilities and things in place, um, you know, before that and send me the updated character sheets. Also, um, Kevin and Nate, just keep a copy, like write down the items that, that were lost that oh, you're I trying think. to retrieve. So I know, I mean, you may have taken them off of your character sheets, but write them down um, or put a note stolen by Umber next to them. Yeah, I, I did that already, okay. denoting it by like a missing M or something. Sweet. Great. Okay, right. awesome. Well, I will see, see everybody in two weeks. Right. And thanks thank for you. letting me record. All right, hey, bye guys. Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Carl. See you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.